Please stand for the reading of today's gospel lesson from the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30 from the Common English Bible. Come to me, all you who are struggling hard and carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Put on my yoke and learn from me. I'm gentle and humble, and you will find rest for yourselves. My yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. This is the word of God for the people of God. Please be seated. Thank you, Charlotte, for reading that so beautifully. Hello, all. I am Reverend Ani Masirian Wilson, and if I have not met you, I am one of the associates here at Brentwood. And it is my honor and joy and privilege to be here to share a word with you. And of course, we know that our wonderful Pastor Davis is away on study leave, and so we will continue to pray for him that the Holy Spirit might inspire him as he is away. And we'll also be praying for our Sunshine Choir who left this morning and they're on the road at this moment in time. So we will pray for traveling mercies for them as well. So today the sermon is titled, Heavy. Heavy. And we are acknowledging the heavy burdens that we are carrying today. And perhaps the kind of luggage that we are carrying with us is not quite as visible as those bags that Jonathan brought with him. Maybe they are silent, quiet, invisible, unseen. What are our heavy burdens? And what does Jesus mean by rest or restoration in this passage of Matthew 11:28 through 30? This morning, I want to begin with a poem. Uh, It's written by Naomi Nye. It says this. A man crosses the street in the rain. Stepping gently, he looks two times north and south because his son is asleep on his shoulder. He feels the heavy weight of the dreaming body and the hushed breath in his ear. No car must splash him. No car drive too near. Nowhere does it say on the boy's jacket, fragile, handle with care. We can't live in this world if we are not willing to do what he is doing with one another. The road will only be wide and the rain will never stop falling. We must handle it all with care. Part one of two parts today. Part one, heavy. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus says, this is the NIV translation, come to me all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Come to me all you. There's a quote that I think about often. You may be familiar with it. It says, be kind because everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind. I find this quote remarkably true in my experience that everyone, no matter who you are, has some kind of thing. You're lugging around a heaviness, a brokenness, a hurt, baggage. It's a hurting world, and we can't help but be touched by the brokenness of it. 
And often, too often, we try to hide it, right? We try to pretend that's not happening. We try to mask it. When we are asked, how are we? And we say, great, yeah, just fine, good, thanks. And in reality, something horrific may have happened, something difficult you might be carrying. We try to conceal often all that's going on underneath. And here's the problem with that, that this concealment over time creates an aching heaviness. Believe it or not, this time last year in July, I was slated for this exact same verse. However, I was very bold, probably too bold as a newly appointed pastor here in July and asked for a different verse. I asked if I could switch out the verse. The time, at the time we were doing the life verse series, and so I said, well, I have, a, I have a good one. I have a good one that is my life verse. Can I preach on that instead? And of course, our lovely, wonderful Pastor Davis said, sure you can. And so they changed it. As I look back, I find this very interesting. And the truth is, if I'm being honest, I was trying to dodge the verse. I was trying to hide from it. I did not want to preach on something so heavy for my first sermon here at Brentwood. You see, I too avoid heavy things. In the words of my late, in my, the words of my grandfather, my late grandfather, Reverend Dr. Stephen Dill, he says this, I, I think this is a great quote. There's nothing more human than our bondage to sin and guilt yet so much human ingenuity is spent in concealing it. There's nothing more inescapable than our mortality and our suffering, and yet we spend so much energy trying to deny it. Yeah? So instead of dodging this verse today, I'm going to ask you to come along with me as we dig deeper and ask ourselves truly what feels heavy this morning? What are you bringing into the sanctuary with you, your interior life? What are you carrying? In the words of the CEB translation, who in here is, quote, struggling hard or carrying heavy loads? Or in the NIV translation, who in here is, quote, weary and burdened? Or in the message translation, who in here is tired, worn out, lifeless, burned out? Once we name and acknowledge the heaviness, the next question is, what do we do with it? Well, Jesus outlines two things to do today in Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Through 30. Jesus first says, come to me. Come to me. It reminds me of the verse where he says, let the little children come to me. And here he's saying, let the burdened come to me. Why is he making that specific invitation? Because those are people that typically were not used to going to God, but being used to being turned away, unseen, unwelcome, 
Jesus says, come to me. Author Brian McLaren writes, if we don't bring our brokenness to God, we will blame our pain on God, thus alienating ourselves from our best hope of comfort and strength. Oof. Yeah. We must bring our pain to God, to lay at the feet of Jesus, come to me. The second thing that Jesus tells us today in this scripture is to put on his yoke. It says, put on my yoke. Yoke. What does that mean? I just heard this morning that the men's group on Wednesday were coming up with titles for the sermon. I guess they were going to email me and help me out. And I heard one of the um, front runners was, the yoke's on you. <laughs> I thought that was so great. The yoke's on you. The other one was, yoke's over easy. And I thought that was good too. Are we talking single, double egg? What are we talking? Yoke's on you. So if you're like me and you are not agriculturally inclined, here's what a yoke is. A yoke is a wooden beam used between a pair of oxen or another animal that enables them to pull a heavy load together. Dr. Paul Brand apparently is an expert on yokes. I didn't know there was such a thing, but he is one. And he says this, quote, if I put a flat, uncarved, uncarved piece of wood on a pair of ox and I use it to pull a cart, very quickly soars would break out on the animal's skin and render it useless. The yoke must cover a large swath of skin to distribute the stress evenly, and it must be well-made, it must be polished. If so, they could pull heavy loads for years and remain healthy. Summed up, I feel like it's that old adage, what is it? Um, it's not the load you carry, it's the way you carry it. So this use of well-made double yokes would have been a long-standing tradition. And don't forget that Jesus was a carpenter. Wood, carpenter, hmm. So there is a legend that Jesus made the best-fitting, most well-made yokes in all of Galilee. And that from some distance, men came to purchase yokes he made. Huh. Who knows? Who knows? But what you do know is that Jesus often used analogies of things that he was familiar with. And likewise, we do know that he would have used illustrations that were commonplace to his listener, his audience. So they would have known, yes, that yokes were made best in pairs. They would have understood the importance that the animal doesn't have to carry the weight alone, but rather to necessitate the help of another. Jesus is presenting to us an illustration of what life can be like with God. That if we take up his kind of yoke, then Jesus is the one standing next to us, walking alongside us, pulling the weight of it all. 
suffering the burdens beside us, helping us manage the heavy toll that life brings. We are not alone in this. So this morning, as we take stock of what is heavy within us, may we also think about how we are carrying the heaviness, the weight of it. We were never meant to carry our burdens alone. And I'll say this. Often, suffering secretly is a sign that you are suffering singularly. It's a sign that you are trying to do it alone, and you don't have to. You are using a single yoke when Jesus is offering you his yoke freely. Isn't that the message of the gospel, really, from start to finish? That Jesus suffered on the cross so that we don't have to suffer alone through life and death and life beyond death. God is with us. Indeed, just like the Father held the Son in that poem, Jesus is holding you, knowing the fragility of life, ensuring your safekeeping. One of my favorite images of this, this sensibility is a, a portrait that's done in relationship to a book called Safely Home by Randy Alcorn. And it's just this beautiful image of this grown man who has just suffered so much in life collapsing into the arms of Jesus and Jesus embracing him as if to say, lay it down, lay it all down and I will hold you up. It's that same feeling that I get when my two-year-old falls and scabs a knee and I pick her up and I hold her and I say out loud, yes, Josem in Armenian, I'm here, I'm with you. As children of the Creator, why wouldn't we want to expose our heaviness? Why wouldn't we want to collapse into the arms of our Savior? Why wouldn't we want to take up the yoke of Christ if it means that Jesus, God, will hold us fast? That God will carry us until we are able to find rest and restoration. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but Whatever burden you are carrying, it does not define you. What defines you is you are a child of the Creator. You are a child of light. Part two, light. The third and final verse of this scripture in Matthew 11.30 says, My yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. We covered the yoke. My burden is light. I've always read this as, although our burdens won't disappear, they will become lighter. They will become easier to bear with Christ. But in reading it again, it occurred to me, what if Jesus means literal light? Huh. What if Jesus means my burden is light? 
In other words, what if this verse is yoked with a double meaning? It also could mean that through Christ's redeeming power, the heavy and dark burdens can be transformed into light. In the same way that the burden of Christ on the cross was transformed into the bright light of the configuration. Hmm, burden, heavy to light. And here's the kicker. In the Greek, in the text, in verse 30, when you look up the word for light, it's used one other time in Revelation to mean illumination. God enlightened it, illumined it. God made it lighter. So perhaps the message goes beyond just saying, yes, leave your burdens, lay them down, but also to say that God ultimately will transform the heavy into light. God will transform the darkness into light. Because indeed, isn't that the Christian narrative? That Jesus, the light of the world, came to visit our darkness, knows our dark corners of life, and came to say, I am light, and I will put that light into your life so that you might go out and be light for the world. I want to close with this today. I began this sermon sharing that this verse has been following me around. And I am convinced it is not a coincidence that I got slated to preach this verse yet again this July. I believe God has been chasing after me to pay attention, to meditate on these words, on this particular verse, because of my own share of hardship within my family. I've uncovered the depth of the meaning and I've held on to it as a beacon of hope for my life. For I have known the pain and suffering of my young family and wondered how it might affect my ministry. And yet, even in the sorrow, even in those darkest moments, I have been met by your compassion this spiritual family who has raised me and cultivated God's call in my life. And it is you who continue to teach me of what it means to be light in the world, even in the heavy moments. So as I read this verse a year later, on the other side of a storm, I heard it differently not as some irksome platitude, but now as a real, lived-in reality. That God can make meaning out of brokenness. That God can redeem the hurt and harness it for healing. That God can transform what is heavy into light. That God can use all of us Hear the good news today. That when we become followers of Jesus, we can find joy somehow, inexplicably, we can find joy in serving and sharing and holding one another until all heaviness 
bears a bit lighter, and all darkness turns to light. Indeed, when we accept Jesus' invitation to take up his kind of yoke, to find rest, in doing so, we are transformed into agents of light. Although our lives may end up looking more like chipped clay pots rather than holy golden relics, that's okay. Because we have faith that somehow God's light will fill the cracks and God's mercy will hold it all together. And like the dawning light of each new day, God will provide our next step forward so that we might go out into the world to be the light of Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen.